0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined as always by JR Dad. Hi. It's time for a No Rules Podcast, JR Dad.
1: Yes, it is. It's it's overdue time. No
0: rules.
1: No rules. I have been so constrained and and buttoned down for so long. Now the No Rules is just going to be unleashed.
0: We had a uh, pitcher of sangria with dinner, which was a leek gruyere tart, which was pretty decent
1: oh i'd say it was good yeah the
0: crust was not the best but the filling was pretty tasty oh i've made an underrated
1: onion like thing
0: i love leeks
1: leeks are good i think they're irish it's good
0: i've made a second picture of sangria yep so we're prepared for like full-on no rules (laughs) mayhem (laughs)
1: this might have to be edited
0: Mm -hmm. i I mean i think the best part of no rules podcast is that we don't edit them
1: i might have regrets
0: yeah well
1: (laughs) edit out my regrets (laughs)
0: <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So, I think I mentioned in the regular podcast this week that I had solicited. Uh, now, this is like right after Thanksgiving. I had told the super followers and the Patreon, it's like, oh, we're going to do no rules podcast. What do you want us to talk about? And then, of course, we didn't do one. And then I left and we didn't do one. And so now I'm going back to what they asked for then.
1: Still valid. There was no time limit. The terms and conditions did not include a time limit on submissions. <laughs> We own all rights to these submissions, by the way.
0: So uh, our friend Jen Coleslaw <laughs> said, "Who's your favorite New England transplant to Virginia? Is it me?" <laughs> so I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Jen Coleslaw. You're our favorite New England transplant to Virginia. Yes. Um.
1: She seems very nice. She's sent me coffee.
0: I hung out with her.
1: I we know. had a good time. You're lucky. She's I like did my not.
0: my full-on regular friend now. Uh. Okay, living in the Florida Keys, how accessible or hard is it to actually own a house down there? Oof. It's, it's kind of tough, actually.
1: As with all this boomer stuff, you know, 18 years ago, you could buy one for a handful of raspberries, and now that house is worth $2.5 million. Well,
0: I mean, it, aside from the fact that, like, property is ridiculously expensive, our house is... We bought our house in 2018 and it's now appraised like 50% higher than what we paid for it. But aside from the real estate cost, how hard is it to live down here? I mean,
1: yeah, it's interesting.
0: (laughs) Do you you have a mouthful of ice? (laughs) Not anymore. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) What makes you think the clinking
1: sound is ice? Um, I mean, how do you define hard, right? I mean, in some ways it's... If if you like going out to bars and hanging out on the beach and drinking all day, it's perfect.
0: There's, I mean, I would say, like, I find it harder than living in other places having just spent 10 days, 9 days up in Maryland, right? Like, you can't get anything delivered here, so that's tough i mean like there's ups obviously in like the post office but like we can't get a pizza delivered like there's no food delivery here there's no grocery delivery right um so like if you forgot something at the store and uh, look i mean like living in maryland like we live right on the dc border right so we have access to the full complement of urban services yeah where I, you can get groceries delivered in an hour
1: if, if you're from manhattan or a suburb of any major big city it's jarring there's there's no Whole Foods. There's no Target. There's no Trader Joe's. You know, it's not like there's only a few. There's just none.
0: There's there's none of so many things, right? So like Publix is great, but like that's your grocery store option other than like Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie, Right. Yeah. And there's like, there's a couple of grocery stores in Key West, and then you can drive 40 miles to Big Pine. That's where the next grocery store is. And then the next one is kind of 30 miles past that. There's one grocery store in Big Pine and then there's, maybe there's two in Marathon. Maybe there's one, right? So like that's your choice. <laughs> you don't have a lot of options be- besides that. And so if you need stuff, like say you need something for your house, you need like, oh crap, I don't have a pot. I need a pot. You can go to Kmart.
1: Yep, they still have that. There is, I think a
0: restaurant store in Key West. The a restaurant supply
1: store that might have pots
0: but like that your options for like getting stuff is really limited and so if there's a thing that you want right like oh i really like this brand of whatever yeah. if they don't have it at publix like you have to order it on the internet basically uh if you want good indian food n- no nope, that's not a thing here you want chipotle no like any of the brand like fast casual places that you like they, they do not exist Sweet.
1: here green kava none of that
0: nothing no i mean like we have a burger king and a mcdonald's and a taco bell and a sonic west there's a sonic
1: but they don't always wear roller skates
0: people were really excited when the sonic went in a few years ago but that's it right like if you want to there's nowhere to go to get like a sandwich for lunch or like a salad for lunch unless you're going to like sit down at a restaurant basically
1: or you go to some local place which is mixed right there's like kim's cuban or the you know yeah. one of these bay point markets or something remember the dolphin deli that we went to oh, that place was not good. i no. don't want to
0: be mean to local places but that was not great
1: no so it's you get these local places right they have their their followers but it's, it's, it's kind not of like
0: the 1970s 1980s version of like the local place that you could have gone to in the rest of the u.s yeah right or maybe like the 1950s version yeah
1: that's right if you come here from like a a small isolated place in the Midwest, right? Or, you know, middle of Nebraska or middle of Oklahoma or something. Really remote, Really remote, where you don't have a Walmart and you don't have a Target and you don't, you know, you're not connected and you drive an hour to the big city. It's kind of like this, or two and a half hours to the big city, I mean,
0: that's the thing, like, even in, like, in really small towns in rural places, they at least have a Walmart. Not that I want a Walmart, right? But we don't have that here. So there's not even the, like, one place that you can go that's true—that's kind of a center for everything um there's no walmart there's no target they i mean and everybody's very proud to be like we're closer to havana than to walmart yeah but uh it the conveniences are much less yeah right? and it's
1: and it's the same culturally right there's like one theater there's one movie yeah. theater, or a couple, maybe a couple of movie theaters but there's like but, one
0: regular and one second run
1: yeah, that's right. And but then there's like one, you know, like theater, theater, community theater. Oh, house, yeah, right? Like, that's right. And that's about it. And you, you're kind of if that says something you're interested in, that's great. If not, you're kind of, you know, you don't see it or you go to Miami, which is a whole trip.
0: It it. And I mean, we're down at the bottom of the Keys, right? So we're we're kind of as far as it gets yep. from Miami. Like if you lived in Marathon, then it's an hour and a half trip to Miami, which is a much different thing than... You know yep, a that's right. Two and a half, three hour trip, which it is for us. Yeah. Um. So it's it's not that that necessarily is hard, but, um. you know, it's a real change. And we start, cer- you know, there's nothing that's open 24 hours. I mean, I guess in Key West, there's a few like CVS's that are open 24 hours. But like, you know, there's no vet specialists down here. I mean, this plays out for us, right? There's no specialty vets in the Keys. Right. Um, our emergency vet is reopening in January, which is great. But if you need to see an internist, if you need to see a orthopedic specialist, you have to go three hours away, Yeah, which, uh, so just the conveniences of, of living in a place, this remote is, is kind of stark compared to living, you know, basically in, in Washington DC, where we live in Maryland, right, right on the border where, you know, we can get on the Metro and, and we have access to everything delivered and every kind of specialist, like there's nothing that we're lacking there. Right. So it's a, a very stark contrast. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you if you dream of living on an island and just doing your own thing and having your house and your groceries and your, your, your life, you know, domestic and you like going to the beach and you have a boat, this might be really nice for you. But if you, if you think you can sort of split the difference between living in a city or a suburb and, and this, con, you know, convenience and remoteness, you can't really
0: no i mean you really are living on an island here yeah yeah i, I, I mean i love it yeah it's I think great. it's great too. Uh, <laughs> and you know it was great like being up in maryland just being able to have i mean there were days where i had like groceries delivered three different times from a couple different places because like oh crap i didn't get this or this like i'll just have somebody bring it right and and then it would like show up on my front doorstep and <laughs> yeah. um,
1: ordering dominoes is exotic up there
0: oh i did i ordered dominoes so yeah, I love kind of the remoteness of it and the just kind of being in our own space and there's a kind of independence of it and uh it's good. It's a but it's a very different lifestyle than huh. than we had in Maryland.
1: I kind of like the natural rhythm where everyone when the sun goes down everyone stops working or doing yeah. anything serious and sundown is a big marker for passing into like party time or dinner time or or resting time and yeah sunrise sunset is a big deal but like traffic in Key West gets heavy at like 3 people like pretty much knock off at 3 and do other stuff
0: yep yep yeah it's great but but it's different and it, you know there's parts of it that are a challenge and and we see you know among some of like our older neighbors that it's hard for them to stay down here uh
1: yeah especially if you need medical care yeah
0: like there's you know there's not nursing homes in the keys i mean there's like maybe one right but there's there's not a lot of like that kind of support here so we see you know we've seen a few kind of neighbors who just you know really start having more intense needs and then they've got to go someplace else yeah so
1: and again it's probably just just to round it off sorry there's a distinction between living in key west which is its own little town and you know has you can walk everywhere you can you can bike everywhere you can Everything's really close, and, and and I think you can live there without leaving. And then we're in like the suburb, seventeen minutes away, or seven, seventeen <laughs> miles away. And so we do a lot of driving up and down Route One, right? Or if you're in Big Pine too, you'll be spending a lot of time on that one road going back and forth.
0: Yeah, for sure. uh Let's see how a, a bunch of people asked versions of this. How do you fit in work around dogs? Like. How do you get anything done with all of those dogs that you have to?
1: Good handle? question.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my work schedule is, uh, you know, obviously flexible, and you know, COVID has tweaked that a bunch too. So pre-COVID, you know, I was kind of traveling pretty much once a week. I would kind of fly somewhere, and then I'd be back in whatever thirty-six hours. Um, and the, there's some of that now, and it's about the same though. The flying's a little bit longer since. Um, Often have to connect. I mean, there's direct flights from Key West to you know Dallas, Chicago, DC, New York. But if I want to go further than that, I have to connect. Um, and so in that case, your dad's here and right. makes that possible. Uh, if you weren't here, like if you had to go into the office somewhere, or if you were here part time, like that, this wouldn't really work well. Yep. So the fact that you can work here um, really helps. Not that I'm doing a ton of that traveling still. It's still really slow from COVID. Um, But yeah, we kind of get up in the morning. You get up before me and then, you know, do the morning stuff. And then I usually start working at like 8 30 or 9 and uh, kind of work until 4 or 5 typically, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll take breaks in between. I'll go for a run or whatever. But I, I, try to kind of spend like that main part of the day working um, and, you know, do the dog things that need to be done. But in between meals, they're kind of, they can be low maintenance, right? They can also be high maintenance if it's like, oh, let's take them out and we'll play fetch. And then we've got to dry them and that becomes a whole production. But um, I mean, if I've got stuff to do, it's like they have their breakfast, everybody gets to go out. You know, even if I'm here alone, everybody eats, everybody goes out, they come in, whatever they fight for a while and then they all go to sleep and they sleep pretty much all day. So it's just like, I have to occasionally let them out.
1: Yeah. They do sleep long stretches of time during the day. They
0: sleep most of the day. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, repeat for dinner, everybody gets fed and they go out and they mess around for a while and then I'll kind of do, I save the more mindless work, you know, like, Oh, you have to fill out this form and sign off on this thing or you know, check off these boxes or kind of emails that require responding to that don't take a lot of work. I save that kind of work for the evening. So like when we're watching TV or hanging it out, hanging out at night, I'll do, you know, an hour or two of work. That's all just kind of mindless stuff. Like we're watching a shark movie and I'll fill out my like faculty leave report for the two week period or you 17 know.
1: seasons of NCIS were a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah it's it's pretty easy for me because you know i it's I rarely have a day that's full of meetings. It's very rare yeah. um so even if I'm doing you know t v or if I have a speaking like a virtual speaking event or I have meetings, like it tends to be you know one or two hours a day of that It's very rare that i I'll have like oh a full day of meetings sometimes but not much. And then it's just like, okay, well, somebody maybe needs to go out, but that's it. So it's pretty easy for me to manage.
1: Yeah, I mean, we sort of give them as much as we can. If if we're on calls or Zooms or, or you know, things, then, you know, dogs just have to hang out a little bit longer and are either in a different room or, you know, we can separate them out so they're not always barking on the porch. But, but if we don't have time to... <laughs> at, Entertain them, agitate them. Then they're then they're pretty mellow, and they're not constantly making unreasonable demands or anything.
0: No, they're all capable of staying at home by themselves for eight hours at a stretch. Mm -hmm. So if we both, you know, if we were in Maryland and we both like had to go into work all day, they'd be fine. Like they they do their business after breakfast, and we would leave, and they'd be fine until we got home. Yeah, and you know, so we like to take them out more than that, and. Know, do stuff with them, and you know, Voods especially like loves to go out all the time. And it's yeah. like, we'll do that if we can, but they're fine if we can't. And he, so,
1: he just goes out and falls asleep outside, he can also just fall asleep in here. I mean, he's just, you know, we, we seek the perfect with them, but if we can't do it, then they don't demand it.
0: Yeah. So you tend to get up before me mostly, I think, because you you're on a little more of a hair trigger with morning noises than I am.
1: Yeah. I I don't want Boots to start waking you up, really. So when he starts making pre-bark noises, I'm like, all right, try to stop him from barking.
0: Which is very nice. Like you're often up at like six or six thirty.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's his time.
0: <laughs> when Ingo leaves, like if you go visit your daughter or if you're out of town or whatever, and I'm here with the dogs by myself, um, I maybe will get up with Vood sometimes at like six, let him out, bring him back in. But we always sleep until like 8 or 8.30. We sleep way later when you're not here. Yeah. Because I'm like, nope, it's still bedtime, you guys. And I get back in bed and everyone's like, all right, I guess we're going no, back to No, I make
1: the mistake, right? Like Guac shows up with his avocado in his mouth and gives me this quizzical look and... If I end up letting him out, then Remy goes out and then they chase each other around. And then it's, then it's anarchy for a while. And then it takes a lot longer and then I'm not going back to sleep.
0: Yeah. But I feel like that's you kind of opting to get up.
1: Yeah. And this is what I mean, right? That that this is me choosing to let them have their playtime and fun time. Yeah. Not that they would, not that they're making it impossible to say no. right.
0: No. But like this morning... So we're recording this on Wednesday, you know, so Monday was like, I I had a work thing in the morning in Maryland and then like the 12 hour odyssey of getting back here to the key. So we, you know, got back here at like one, went to bed at like two. Yeah. Tuesday was up like not super early, but pretty early. And I had like a speaking event and a media thing and a couple work meetings. It was just a packed day after an exhausting day Yeah. and then couldn't fall asleep last night until like two or two 30. So I slept until like almost 10 this morning, which is like whatever, seven and a half hours of sleep. But, uh, you had closed the door at some point. So the dogs wouldn't bug me. But when I woke up at like nine 45, like walk and Vink were in the bedroom with me asleep still oh, at yeah. nine 45, like totally happy to be sleeping. And but
1: they'd had breakfast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't be able to sleep that late without you here, but, um, it's totally doable.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, a lot of this is is, is a feedback loop with me, I admit.
0: <laughs> they sleep fine until 8 or 8.30 if you're not here. Yeah. Who's that making noises? Is that vonk? It sounded like a vink noise. Um. So, yeah, that's that's sort of how we manage it. Basically, breakfast and dinner, and then we work in between. And if one of us has to work kind of over those, you know, if you have something early or if I have something that's running late, you know, the other one of us will just feed the dogs and it's you know it's a production but it's like you can get the whole process done of feeding them letting them out and um you know getting them back in and and settle down in about 30 or 40 minutes if you have to yeah i was gonna say 30 minutes yeah Yeah. so you know that's it's doable
1: yeah they don't i mean again it's me saying it's not perfect and i have time so i'll invest more time a lot of times yeah i'll video that but um You know, it's not, it's not something they absolutely need. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's an easy one. What dog shampoo do you use? We use Animal Pharmaceuticals Comfort Shampoo.
1: Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah. Recommended by our friend a couple blocks over who also has a Golden who comes to visit and swim with us sometimes. And uh, it smells kind of like coconuts. It smells really good. It's a really great shampoo for like... Is that the
1: one with a horse on it? Yeah. Yeah. Really I mean, like, has a dog too but also a horse.
0: Yep. It's good for dogs with like really sensitive skin. That's what her dog used it for and it lathers really well. You don't have to use a ton of it. It's great. So uh, you have to get it I think from like the animal pharmaceutical site or we get it from like I don't know, there's some other vet site that Is it does chewy? it. it chewy? No, it's I don't know. It's it's some random like vet specific site. It it doesn't need a prescription. But it's a little difficult to find, but it's great. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I may be using a different one that the doctor recommended for Vank. The chlorhexidine. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That, But I, that may be the one that has the horse on it. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll post this on the internet or something.
0: There, like we for a long time used chlorhexidine based shampoo and there, it may be in the other one. And you can get that on Amazon, but then the vet also has one that has stronger formulations of it. And that's really good if your dog's getting like hot spots <sighs> or...
1: But we also need so much to lather up these dogs because the the shampoo just disappears in the fur. It does. Yeah. So the good shampoo that we had, we were using Burt's Bees for a while, but it didn't make enough foam.
0: Oh, that stuff doesn't
1: lather at all. No. It was like, maybe it's based on wax or something, but (laughs) like the the stuff we now have, it lathers up really well. It's just, we need so much because of all the hair, especially in Vank and Hops.
0: Totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh... How did Remy win over GR mom? (laughs) So this, I can tell you when this happened. Uh, When I got attacked by the jellyfish. Yeah. And spent the week on the couch. So that was the very, uh, it was like the middle of October, I guess. when you
1: should have been hospitalized.
0: I totally should have gone to the hospital. In in hindsight. But of Uh, course the
1: hospitals here would have like...
0: I called the hospital. I was like, uh, here's all the stuff that's happening. And they're like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. I don't think you need to come in.
1: They really are (laughs) frontier style medicine. They're like... "Mm, You can uh." breathe. You're fine. They didn't even say pour vinegar on it. They were just like, no, no, that's fine.
0: Uh, I mean, it was too late for vinegar at that point, I think. I don't know. Anyway, that uh, Irukandji-like syndrome knocked me out for a week. And I was just hanging out on the couch. I was exhausted just absolutely zonked out um, Vink is like tossing her little head around what does she want? oh she just grabbed the avocado, she like jumped off the couch and now she's like twisting her little body around in circles she doesn't get second dinner and we're back, we had to do some boysness what were we talking about?
1: we've done with living in the keys what shampoo were we using
0: oh yeah well no there you go that's what we're doing um Let's see what else we got here. Oh, no. We were talking about w- how Remy won over me.
1: Oh, yeah. We were starting that one. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
0: I was hanging out on the couch for a week, like binge watching Halloween Wars because those shows are like soothe my mind when I am in pain and struggling and can't focus on anything. And he would like get up on the couch and like curl up and snug up on me. And he was so nice. And
1: he do the look back too. he doesn't uh, look back.
0: That's all I needed. That's reminiscent. Yeah. He really kind of calmed down. We had him on yeah. Trazodone for, I mean, up until a few weeks ago um, of various amounts, because when we got him, he would like bark all the time. He was super like- Humpy. Agitated. I mean, yeah. But even after the humping stopped, right? He would like bark, he'd be agitated. Yeah. And he just kind of settled
1: in. He settled, now He now he's not threatened by anything. He knows where everything is. I think he's, he's I think mean, he's a sweet boy.
0: Yeah. Of all the dogs who've been in the squad so far, which dog has been the most high maintenance and why?
1: Uh, see, that's a tough question because if, it, if a dog is too high maintenance with the existing crew, then we would try to adopt them out. But I,
0: I mean, I think like we had St. Patrick, Parmesan, and Manchego all were very high maintenance dogs. I'd say maybe St. Patrick just because we had him longer than Parmesan and Manchego. Yeah,
1: Parmesan because he couldn't walk.
0: I mean, Manchego we had to put in the cart
1: Oh no, Manchego, because he couldn't walk. Yeah, he was much worse. Parm, yeah. Parm, we were hoping he'd turn the corner and do do fine, right?
0: Yeah, he yeah Parm was lower maintenance. Man, yeah. Manchego was probably the highest maintenance because when we got him, he couldn't really stand up or walk. So we'd have to anytime he had to go out, which was like the only time he'd basically get up, we'd have to pick him up, put him in the cart, wheel him outside, put him out, let him walk around. He was blind. He's diabetic. Yeah, uh, he
1: really he had a, a lot of the trifecta. Yeah.
0: So he, I mean, every single thing in his life required tremendous intervention from yeah. us he to was make such it a happen. sweet boy. Oh, he was such a good dog.
1: But that's of all the dogs, I think that's right. S- yeah. Swizzle had other problems where she was very neurotic. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, and, and, and had been a lot traumatized. So she, her behaviors were weirder. But she could go up and down the stairs herself mostly and, and you know, was was not diabetic and and didn't have the the medical issues
0: yeah but from she's i think the most anxious dog that we've had right yeah
1: and currently i mean voods takes a lot of attention because anything he does has sort of the subliminal threat of will he have a seizure (laughs) right i mean we we i mean that's why i sort of jump a lot harder for some of his weird behaviors because because he's got this weird status right i mean he, otherwise if it were Vank being annoying i'd be like "Vank, come on settle down but boots i'm like oh is it a brain thing i don't know better be nice to him <laughs> so so he, he uh, there's a little bit more anxiety wrapped up in Bood, but he, he's not He's not low maintenance either. Cause he also doesn't, you know, he's not super good on the stairs or anything.
0: Yeah. No foods is not low maintenance at all, but he's a good boy.
1: Yeah, they are all good. though. <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> this is all these great dog and life questions. And I'm over here like a weirdo wondering how your toenails fail, during <laughs> the last half marathon with oh. last marathon. Well,
1: five of them did. Okay.
0: I, I have five toenails currently. <laughs> well, the, they're <laughs> all growing back a little out bit of 10
1: play. though. Not on one foot.
0: <laughs> no, five total. Yeah. Uh, yeah i am uh so i'm i'm taking kind of a running break now to let myself heal up and working on some physical therapy a
1: non-running break
0: a non-running break yeah well a break from running Mm -hmm. uh but i just yesterday confirmed that i'm gonna run the Boston marathon again (laughs) next year with cri the community rowing the same group that i ran with this year so that's gonna be fun and they said you know they're like you have to raise this much money and if you raise double that you get to name a boat in their boathouse
1: that's very cool which
0: we thought hopper's leg
1: hopper's right leg would hopper's be a leg good, would be a good uh, would be a good uh, boat name <laughs> yeah i went all serious like oh make it grace hopper and you're like oh no hopper's leg hopper's leg <laughs> <laughs>
0: ghost leg would also I could be see good. a bunch
1: of you know community rowing people being like oh, let's take out the hopper's leg <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> has vink always danced and done her tippy taps at mealtimes kind of pretty much
1: yeah, and we I know this mostly from looking at my old videos. She, she's always been uh, dancy and happy. Like in Maryland, she does it around that corner. Yep. She did spins. Yep. Um, I think for a while we had her in Venk jail. I think she was always... She's just always super excited about food. Always. Yep. She's She's unfortunately cursed with having to be on an enforced diet all her life. And she loves 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 food i feel you vink but she can't eat as much as she wants because then she turns into bad angle foods and that's i feel you bad for her joints and everything
0: does gr dad still row
1: um not down here not on
0: the water down here i don't
1: think there's a yeah i mean i have a rowing machine i have a concept Two erg that i that i work out on right but it's it's a little bit different um when i'm in dc i take out i go to thompson boathouse sometimes and Yep. take out a single and, and row as much as I can, but it's not, you know, I, I'm not in any club because there's nothing down here. I think there, I mean, there are, I know there are places in Miami that row even on the canals and stuff.
0: Yeah. I lived right by that boathouse when that winter I was yeah, in Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So,
1: so, um, and there may be, I mean, I, I don't know. There may be people who I've never, I've never seen anyone rowing down here and no. I think it's just a little too, uh, choppy and, and oceany, frankly to to get any real rowing done yeah um so d- do I, I not as much as i'd like to i guess when i'm when i when i'm in dc i'll row in the potomac as much as i can
0: for someone who has goldens who's had goldens in the past as puppies and now wants to adopt a senior what do you recommend tips tricks things to know how should i go about it that's a good question
1: go through a rescue
0: yeah you, you pretty much i mean look if somebody's going to give you their old dog like that's great but um, going through a rescue. I was just
1: saying then you get a good description of the dog and you get a much more the dog's history and you get a, a much better, you know, p- procedure than going to a shelter, right? The, the, if you go to directly to a shelter, y- you never know what the dog is like, right? The
0: the yeah, I mean the good thing about goldens is that that every state has a golden rescue group. Um some have multiple. I mean I think there's six or maybe eight in Florida. Um, and they'll pull all the goldens out of the shelter so it's very very rare that you'll find a golden in a shelter because as soon as they come in all the shelters know that the rescue groups will take them out right away and then they'll go in a foster home they'll get all their medical care um, so it's better for the shelters because they don't have to you know deal with all of that and you know it's it's a better outcome for the dog so occasionally one will come into a shelter you know and I see that with our rescue group that we still work with in DC that um, You know, sometimes somebody will get one of those dogs before they transfer them over to the rescue group, but it's pretty rare. So you don't want to necessarily look there. Um, But however you get them, I would say they're more expensive, maybe if not at first, certainly eventually, right? Because they've got something, you know, whatever's going to go wrong with them is coming sooner. So pet insurance is a great idea if you can get it. Uh, We have pet insurance for all the dogs and it definitely pays us more than we pay them i
1: was gonna say it pays for itself yeah
0: oh yeah for sure um probably get some extra rugs if you have non-carpeted floors yeah for
1: slipperiness not for for accidents
0: yeah and we have i mean um all of our rugs are like pretty cheap rugs that we have bought on amazon and you know they look pretty good um
1: until they don't, and then we just get a new.
0: And then it's easy to, you know, if you have dramatic accidents, which sometimes happens, we've we've been able to clean them all up here. But some we've occasionally had <laughs> dramatic accidents on yeah. the rugs in Maryland, where it's like, oh, this this just needs to go. And then whatever we spend another fifty bucks and get another rug that'll last
1: us a year. But then you got to invest in the spot bot that goes with the carpet.
0: Yeah, uh, and and you know that's not necessarily older dogs right we have some older dogs that have had you know problems that lead to messes but it's plenty you know it's all kinds of stuff
1: Gawak is thrown up yeah
0: oh my god we've had so many problems (laughs) uh but i think traction is the main thing that that you kind of have to expect to deal with and then it just depends on the dogs right like you know for like queso and jasmine and maggie like we never had to really use like the harnesses or any any kind of stuff on them didn't have booties on them
1: yeah think about it if you have a house with a lot of steps are yes. you are you going to be able to carry the dog if you have to and it may not be always or yeah, is Keso- the dog okay downstairs right i mean it's just something to think about there they, they get older yeah. th- it's harder for them goldens have hip problems traditionally it's going to be harder for them to to bound up and downstairs.
0: yeah i mean queso always slept downstairs she never came upstairs with us in maryland um you know, my previous dog, Pi, she had hip problems and we'd go up the stairs every night and I'd put my, like, scoop my hands under her butt and she'd do her front legs and I'd do her back legs and we'd go up the stairs. Um, with Jasmine, she had the um, vestibular problems and so we actually had to put up baby gates so she wouldn't try to go down the stairs by herself.
1: Yeah, She was used to doing the stairs by herself and then couldn't, but still would try and then it would turn to tumbling.
0: Yep. Um, and so it's kind of... But, I mean, she's kind of the only dog that we had to worry about that with. And Queso's the only one who wouldn't come upstairs. So it depends on your dog. Um, but we did put the ramp in to the backyard, which has been critical for all of our old dogs. Yeah, no, that's that right. And,
1: and I don't mean do it all the time, but if there's an emergency or something. It, yes, it, that's it, right. Or your dog, you're walking your dog and they and they suddenly have a shooting pain and, and don't want to go anymore. Can you pick them up? It's just a something to think about, right? You for might not sure. want to get a hundred and... 20 pound dog if if you're not comfortable with lifting them up sometimes.
0: Yeah, or you know when uh you know we were here when the elevator broke this summer and I think you left for part of that time. Maybe it was just for a day you were gone.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's right.
0: And so we had Voods who can't do the stairs and I cannot carry his 90 pound body up and down the stairs and so I use the help him up harness. Um Which is great. You know, he had to do a little more than he wanted to because he likes to be
1: carried up and down. Oh, no, he's completely lazy. Yeah.
0: Um, But with that harness, I am able to, you know, kind of manipulate him up and it takes way less strength than than carrying. And so if you do, you know, if that's a situation because you will sometimes have to pick him up, um, you know, think about what kind of equipment you can get to help if it's not something that you can do yourself.
1: It's, I think it's just something to think about, right? You're strong, yeah. and, and we're both fit, and and you know, but you you just if you're in a situation where you have a really heavy dog who gets incapacitated, and you're not strong enough to move them around, it's awkward. It can yeah, be, I think that's you can, a great I think point. you can work around and fix it, but it's just something you should be aware of ahead of time.
0: Yep. Did it take long for the squad members to adjust to the Florida heat? Did your Dad, how have you adjusted to the Florida heat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I'm the worst uh, adjuster because I sweat like a, I sweat cr- like crazy, like a banshee, which is not an analogy, but <laughs> I mean, that's my excuse for not doing, not being able to progress in ultra marathons, is because I have, I'll take like a, you know, medium, like an, a half marathon or something, and I'll sweat six pounds or, or eight you pounds. You lose an
0: alarming amount of, and weight. and that's
1: with a camelback trying yeah. to drink it all back. So I I ju- I just. My body just says sweat like crazy down here. I think it's the humidity, which is very stereotypical. Um, and so I'm not debilitated and, and I wear clothes where I can just sweat through them. But if I'm outside, you know, watering the plants or something, I am drenched in sweat literally in half an hour.
0: Yeah, you are.
1: And then it's fine. I mean, I'll just change clothes or, or and then shower. But uh, I have not adjusted to the heat uh, personally. I mean... I get colder quicker, yep. so I've adjusted that way, but I have not been able to shrug off the uh, the heat and the humidity.
0: The dogs have actually adapted pretty well. Um, so, you know, we kind of have hurricane season and not hurricane season. So hurricane season from June to November is when it's hot. Um, and, no, you know, November starts to cool off a little bit and, and June's not terrible at the beginning, but basically, from middle of June until October, it's very hot and humid, and so we don't take the dogs out for walks in the middle of the day. Like, the pavement's too hot. Like, it's just kind of too hot for them to do anything. Um, yeah. So that's that's an adaptation. But other than that, they're fine. I mean, they go outside. They go into the water, and the water's very warm. I mean, the middle of the summer is like going into a bathtub, uh, but they're fine with it. They They don't really care, and they mostly just lay around, so yeah I mean they're as
1: air conditioned as we are too I mean they can you know hang out on the shady porch or go inside in the air conditioning they're all and I think at night they seek their their comfort level some sleep on the tile some don't you know but it's cool
0: yeah they they do pretty fine do you have any special plans for sabbatical this year or just recovering from three hellish semesters Uh, I'm writing a book I just talked to the publisher of the book this week about their press release for the book, which is coming out soon. So I'm gonna be able to tell you guys all about it. It's extremely exciting. Uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a New York Times bestseller in 2023 if I am summoning things into existence.
1: The only thing it'll be missing is my humor.
0: Jared <laughs> is not working on the book with me.
1: My humor is gonna be missing. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: if you wanna have a like story in the book, I'm sure we can make that happen. Who? What? Me? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean. Interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, so I'm doing a little bit of research. You know, I've still got some work projects going on, um, but that's going to be my main project. And we just got a publisher for the book. Um, we got a big five publisher, which is great. It's going to be it's going to be a really popular book. Like you'll see it in the airport, and you'll see it at you know if you have a local bookstore, it's going to be there. Um, So we have to. I have a co-author, and we're going to be writing that book. So I will be tweeting about it. Hopefully, hopefully this week. I mean, I think the uh, my book agent and the publisher are just working out any final details on the press release, which is really quick. So we'll be we'll be talking about it soon. That's going to be my project until September. Nice. Yeah, we're our plan, and and maybe our. We haven't signed our contract yet because it takes a long time to negotiate those. But um, I think we're going to deliver it in August. So it's going to be, you know, now until the end of my sabbatical. That's going to be my main focus.
1: 2022.
0: Yeah, I'll deliver it in August of 2022. And then, um, you know, it takes a long time for the publisher to, you know, they copy edit it. They have salespeople. They have press. They have to make a cover. They have to do all of this stuff. I you um,
1: going be on the Sunni show? it.
0: I don't know about the tonight show, but the plan is that we will do some like big, you know, morning shows, kind Whoa. of Good Morning America kind of press stuff, maybe. I mean, it, you know, nice. this is all over a year nice. away, but the idea is that it's that kind of book, that it's going to be uh, the sort of thing that everybody's going to be talking about and it's going to be a big deal. So I'm very excited about it and uh, more details coming soon. Nice. Yep. Um,
1: I knew you before you're famous.
0: Um, you still got like a year and a half before I'm even more famous than I already yeah. <laughs> am. <laughs> uh, nice one. Uh, Jared had question. When the Golden Ratio account started, it seemed like you were really hesitant to be in the spotlight or even on camera. I was listening to an old podcast where that was pre-live shows, I remember this, where you were still unsure about being on stage. What's it been like to get more comfortable or agreeable to the internet attention directed at you? You've grown so much in being able to make GR content talk about it
1: yeah it's interesting i'm still it's if i take a step back it's still a weird concept that people are interested in this stuff and me and i mean we're we're still i'm still struggling with this whole wholesome only (laughs) fans concept people (laughs) want to hear about me but
0: uh if you're not a super follower or a patreon we've been doing wholesome only fans content uh, f- once a week for those followers. So we've done Jir Dad folding towels, <laughs> Jared on the RV cover, Jared yeah. talking about the rocks the in the rocks front yard. Um, It'll we be just that did,
1: kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: we did one. We recorded the video today for one on Jir Dad on how to make hard-boiled
1: eggs, <laughs> which I didn't invent that. Anyway, <laughs> it. I think it's a. I don't know. I used to think. Here's a psychological excursion because it's no rules. Yeah, it is. I used to believe, have the feeling that, I don't know if this was how rational, how well reasoned out this was, that, you know, I, w- what I did wasn't really interesting or what my, what I did, like, at work wasn't interesting. And so I didn't want to tell Jen about it because it was, like, it's boring. I mean, why would you, she want to know, like, what I did <laughs> during the day or what I did at all? Like, why would she want to hear about me? And I kind of realized... It was interesting to her. It was. And it I is. should share it. And not let my weird judgment about, well, my life isn't very interesting to me. So why would it be interesting to you, you know, preclude that? So it's been a process. I've, yeah. I've learned that I can explain. I can tell her things. And she won't think it's boring. I want to know, like, what you had for lunch and
0: how you enjoyed it. And if yeah. they gave you a hard time when you were checking out. I want to know everything.
1: Yeah. Which is like... I used to think, why would anyone want to know what sandwich, (laughs) like any, not, not social media, you, anyone want to know what I had for lunch? And you do. And so I tell you. Yep. Um, And so along that spectrum, it's the same thing where I was like, I'm not interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Why would anyone want to know about me? What, what, what do I bring to the stage? It's really just the dogs and um but i've you know look i've learned that 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 it is interesting to people and people do enjoy this and it is i mean even helpful to people some people and and many people and a lot of it's been the feedback online right i mean like if people say you have no reason to lie you guys if you say it's interesting to you and you want to hear about it then i'm you know i'm happy to share yeah it's not that i'm 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 deadly introverted and I don't want to... Uh, I, I'm inab- unable to perform um, on stage or in public. I just didn't think I had anything to contribute, right? I mean, yeah. Jen's got the substance in the context. I'm <laughs> just like the Andy Richter to Conan O'Brien. I'm just the <laughs> Ed McMahon, which is... But it's an important role, so I'm happy to,
0: happy to help. I mean, I think we live a, a kind of unusual life with all of these dogs and all their crazy issues and like that's interesting to people and you know hopefully we're being kind of friendly and fun about it and you know that's what social media is all about i think we are authentic if nothing else
1: mm. right Oh yeah we, we <laughs> yeah know that's right
0: like we are not this this edited instagram i mean our, I think our Instagram is beautiful, but it's not like we're, you know, setting up these these kind of fake-ish backdrops. Like we edit stuff out. Like we, you know, we don't do the scatological stuff with the dogs, for example. Like right. we curate a little bit, but we're we're certainly not creating this like false image of what our life is like. I and mean, um, you
1: see a lot of weird stuff that the dogs do kind of unedited.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a full embracing of our like quirky, chaotic life. And, uh, you know, I think we're doing great things for these dogs and that resonates with people. And so, um, you know, people like that and, and we're kind of the voices behind that. And
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, the short answer, since it was for me, yeah. Jen. Yeah,
0: sorry, sorry. <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I really am just kidding. <laughs> for me, the, a, a part of it is just the feedback online, which is like people saying, yeah, I'd be interested in this or yeah, you know, that is that is something I'd want to see and and would welcome it or that good job GR dad I mean, this is not uh, Too complicated, right people seem to like it. I'm okay with it. I'm I'll share Do you have a favorite piece of legal advice that you would give to people? <laughs> favorite people. Um, look before you leap think before you do something consult with a lawyer earlier rather than later if you get arrested
0: Ask oh, for a lawyer.
1: Don't talk to the cops. Ask for a lawyer. Don't talk to the cops.
0: That's right.
1: Ask for a lawyer three times if you have to. Don't, they're gonna trick you. Don't talk to the cops. They're not your friends. There's they, a. Yeah, I I love. I have nothing against cops, but in those situations, they're not your friend. When they say, "Do you know why I pulled you over tonight, sir?" and you say, "It's because I was speeding," that's all they need. <sighs> they don't need any more evidence, and that's the admission, and that's it that's the end they don't need to prove their they don't even need to pull out their radar gun yeah so you know just just keep it in mind that it's a weird interaction
0: All right. So that's it for the questions that we got from the super followers on the Patreon. The one thing that I had noted for the no rules is that there's a thing going around on Twitter, which didn't seem to really hit as like a major fad, but was a, a kind of blip for a day where people were looking up their names on Urban Dictionary <laughs> to see what it
1: said. Yeah, that was weird. So I had
0: written this down to do. Did you do this for yourself? No,
1: I'm not on there.
0: Oh, you are? No.
1: Mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary. Come on.
0: You look up Ingo on Ur- Urban Dictionary. So let me yeah. tell you what it says. Ingo the ingo like a gazelle easily gallops around ingo's questions his skills even take him on a voyage to las vegas as a revit champion i don't know what that is please note not everyone can be a revit champion and the king of bongo it's a privilege the ingo is german and a very good chef he shares his dishes with everyone sometimes he is grunchy but that's the reason we love him the ingo if he was rich Would have the most efficient, energy efficient house. He is green at heart. The Ingo is athletic. He chops wood for his fireplace. He goes on long walks with Holly. Skis with his friends, but doesn't dance because it's all kinds of gymnastics. And then the example usage is, look at that guy. That guy is such an Ingo. (laughs) Well,
1: I'm flattered.
0: (laughs) All right, here's the second definition. Ingo, the cutest creature the world has ever seen. He's a blue, white, black budgie. Ingo is just wonderful in every way. Everyone loves him.
1: <laughs> well, that's positive. Yeah. Jeez. that's uh, I'm surprised, A, I'm in there, and B, it's positive.
0: Ingo. Here's one more. Ingos are high, clever, good-looking, smart, and funny. They're always wearing good dress and have very good taste generally. <laughs> They're very skilled with their hands. Doesn't matter if it's wood or women. Ooh. The girls love him. Ooh. He has... <laughs> He has a big general knowledge, especially in natural history. His knowledge about human nature is also amazing. Ingo's heart is big. It's a pleasure to know him. He knows how to work with his big schlong and the women love it. <laughs> what is this? I didn't read it ahead of time. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this like some kind of weird bot? What the... F- what happened I- I'm there? guessing
0: that's a, a dude named Ingo who wrote that entry. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> so there you go. That's- this is
1: not a wiki though.
0: This is Urban Dictionary. Yeah, you can put an entry in there. I can? Anyone can, yeah. Get out. You can write your own definition.
1: Oh, maybe I wrote that.
0: Maybe you did. Uh, no, you'd have better grammar than that guy. <laughs> All right, so here's what it says for Jen. Number one definition Jen, a smart, beautiful, funny, kind, and talented girl who's an amazing friend and person. What? Jen struggles with confidence. Th- that, as we know, I do not struggle with. Me? I walk around her and I'm like, I'm so fucking awesome. <laughs> I like do a thing and I was like, Ingo. You're so lucky. <laughs> Th- Did you taste the thing I made for dinner? You're so lucky. That I'm is so a thing.
1: And I go, I'm so lucky.
0: Puts up with more than an average person, but everyone else can see how amazing she is. <laughs> jen's an amazing person she's funny smart clever and the nicest person you'll ever 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 meet and is gorgeous if you have a jen in your life then you're very lucky she has all the characteristics that a person should have and more she's an excellent cook and baker she's perfect but makes mistakes just like everybody else she is loved by all i love her very much
1: just some drunk jen do you think (laughs) who put that in there
0: maybe i think that's probably a friend of a jen
1: drunk, drunk friend of a jen
0: This one says, besides being her insanely flirty and crazy self, she really knows how to light up a room.
1: By being her insanely flirty (laughs) self. She
0: has this zesty and contagious positive energy that radiates into everyone's souls.
1: Mm, Remelot is zesty.
0: I I would like, I think that's a a fair description of me. Zesty? Maybe if I, I, that I have a zesty and contagious positive energy that radiates into everyone's souls. I mean, I may be flattering myself, but I feel like that's, I aspire to be that person.
1: Positive energy is definitely like, yeah. I'm going to tell a story about how nice you are. You're very nice.
0: <laughs> I'm so nice.
1: <laughs> this is the thing. So I have like a CD collection from Ooh. over my life because, and this is, you know, a little bit dated, but don't mock it because that was the only good medium for music for ten years, right? Where you, oh yeah, you well know, like after that. LPs and cassettes, getting CDs was the bomb, right? They don't they don't break, they don't wear out. Yep. So I have a ton of CDs. Uh, You probably know exactly how many, like several hundred. Like
0: 286,
1: I think. Yeah, I was going to say about 300. Um, And still a CD player, but I, you know, sold the last car I had with the CD player. Yeah. Uh, And so I have one at home, but I never really listen to them anymore. And so you and I have this back and forth about, you know, there's a, a service where you can send off the CDs and get them recorded and digitalized, and then you get them uh, as a download, right? Right, right. And so I was like, All right, I'll box them all up. and It's like a
0: dollar forty a CD, basically. Yeah,
1: and we'll get that done. And it's but you have, you have to know, like take them
0: out of the case and put them on a spindle and send the spindle and then pay extra if you want to get them back. And then you have to put them all in the cases. Like, it every time I looked, I was like, Oh, it's such a process. And
1: we, but we weren't making it your process, right? No, You were no, just no. like you can you can get this done. I was like, all right, fine, you know, I'll look into it. And then one time you went up to Maryland and you came back and you'd loaded you'd played all the CDs onto MP3 format and saved them into my Apple Music. Now it, I have I all did. my CDs on Apple Music <laughs> and every time I drive a car and I you know plug in my phone and I listen to any of my two hundred and eighty six CDs I'm like, man, Jen is so nice. This is so <laughs> nice that I have my whole music library on my Apple tunes now, Apple iTunes. And I didn't ask for that. And it was just so nice. It must have taken a week, I, like I th- all night and all day.
0: I think I was up there for a week and I had a backup computer and I bought an extra, an additional external CD drive so I could have two going at once. And every 10 minutes, that's, it takes like 10 minutes to import a CD So it would like it goes bloop, and then I would just like Pavlovian. Every ten minutes, I'd hear the sound, and I'd go like switch out and put them back in. And
1: two hundred eighty-six times.
0: Two hundred eighty-six times. It did take about a week. I'm so glad that you think that's nice. Like I was really pleased to do that for you, and I had no idea you appreciated it like that.
1: Because now I can shuffle my entire life. I'll get like a CD that I bought, you know, and. college and then the next one is like a chapter from a book on tape that was in yeah, there and <laughs> there were a few I was those. like oh that's interesting and then there's another song from you know last year or whatever the last time i bought a cd and it's like it's very nice like all of it's right there it was great very nice
0: oh i love you i'm glad that you liked that
1: yeah it's so but i didn't ask for it you no, were just like i just oh, wanted to do cool it enough. so you'd have your stuff yeah it was great much better than sending oh. it out and having it done Badly.
0: Well, I am I am touched that you like that. Yeah, I I think it
1: needs to be said. I mean everyone already knows you're awesome, but they don't know how awesome you are. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even know.
0: Oh. Well thanks. So thanks for that. That's great. Yeah. Well, I think we need to end the podcast on this high note.
1: I was gonna ask on a No Rules podcast, how do we know we're done?
0: (laughs) I think that's it. We just talked about how great I was (laughs) and (laughs)
1: end on a high note that's good nothing
0: else needs to be said (laughs) 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 all right everyone i hope you enjoyed the no rules podcast we also just finished recording murders in paradise so if you uh want to hear more of us talking and you were not a subscriber before you can go look that up there's there's like 30 some episodes from the first round and then we took a year off and that's
1: free that's just subscription you know on podcast yes yes you
0: know it's free just like this one yeah um, yeah. And until next time, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to.
1: That's right. Even if it's no rules, no biting. Correct. That's a rule. Yeah. No. A,
0: a permanent rule.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye.